This is an excerpt of a podcast I did with I Know Dino that originally aired on March 3rd, 2021. I hope you enjoy. And now on to our interview with Rebecca Slater from Path of Titans. We are joined this week by Rebecca Slater, also known as Jiggy, who is the art director at Path of Titans, this awesome dinosaur game that you may be familiar with. And she's also one of the two original, basically, creators of the game. So thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. Uh, it's great to be here. Cool. So, I mean, it's, it's yeah, we've seen a lot about this game already. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'd like to start by just hearing about why you created Path of Titans. What sort of... What inspired it? Yeah, it's it's basically a childhood dream of mine. And what I mean by that is growing up in sort of the 90s and kind of early 2000s, there never were any good dinosaur video games that let you actually be the dinosaur and run around in the ecosystem and <laughs> hunt other dinosaurs and things like that. There were similar ideas like Spore let you create little creatures and run around and stuff. But it was just coincidental that you could make a creature look like a dinosaur. There were some <laughs> games that let you hunt dinosaurs with guns and crossbows and stuff. And those were great. But never were there games that let you be the dinosaur in the ecosystem and kind of almost like role play as the dinosaur. Because they let you role play as knights and sorcerers and things like that, but never as animals. Um, and so... My thought here was, I've had this passion for so long, I can't be alone. And every time I talk to a friend saying, hey, you know, you like dinosaurs, what would you think about a dinosaur game? They always love the idea. And, um, you know, looking back at that, once I think of, hey, all of the kids are growing up today, they probably would love something similar. My thought is just make that game, make that game. At least <laughs> kids who are growing up who are super into dinosaurs, because often sometimes people grow out of it. None of us here, of course, but yeah. sometimes yeah. kids will grow out of it. If they could have a really kick dinosaur game that they could play, they probably would never lose interest in dinosaurs. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Make the dinosaur phase go extinct. <laughs> <laughs> also a great way to bring people back into their dinosaur phase. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's just... There's so many cool things to explore when it comes to video games and dinosaurs, like all these different attacks and the environments and species and subspecies and all this crazy stuff. There's just so many cool gameplay elements. And uh, I just think, what like what we're doing with Path of Titans, there's just some great gameplay loops and fun times to be had just being a dinosaur. Never mind the veneer of dinosaur over top. You can actually get some pretty awesome gameplay content coming out of that as well, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. I'm glad you made a game because you you mentioned how, you know, there are a lot of games where basically you can fight and shoot dinosaurs and stuff. I feel like that's all there was when I was a kid. Like there was Turok and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like if I wanted a game with dinosaurs, my only option was to kill the dinosaur. Like I want to be f- nice to the, I like the dinosaur. <laughs> At least let me ride the dinosaur, <laughs> yeah, you know? <laughs> <something>. <laughs> so I appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah, and there's, you know, there's dinosaur movies like the Walking with Dinosaurs movies and, and, and some of these like that. But there's something about physically being able to interact with them and control them that has like its own element to it. Like watching them is great, but being there, controlling it, interacting with them in like a live media is very, very important in my opinion. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's it's cool too how you put so much personality into the different dinosaurs. So it's like when you're playing as, say, a Spinosaurus versus a Deinonychus, you know, it's a very different 
experience and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm so fast in the water, but so slow on land or vice versa. And like, you, yeah. Yeah. You have to play up the differences between the dinosaurs. Uh, and specifically what we're trying to do in the game is, you know, understandably the point of the game is to do quests and survive and something like a Deinonychus can't really take down a Spinosaurus. Nevertheless, they didn't live at the same time period, of course, but like they probably can't take one down, at least a single Deinonychus. And so the idea is, what can I do to make the Deinonychus, this little feathered raptor, more interesting to play than the Spinosaurus in some aspects? So he's going to be really good at jumping and exploring and running fast. He's really good at team team play. Like taking down, like latching onto dinosaurs and taking them down. So like having a, a group of friends and stuff like that. And Spinosaurus is going to be great for a kind of more solo player who can feed himself by catching fish and is really big and bulky, but really slow. Very small legs. <laughs> You're not walking anywhere fast on land. So it's just kind of different play styles. So every dinosaur will be relevant in some way, assuming that's your preferred play style. So that's kind of the way we're doing it. Because otherwise, if it was just about PvP, yeah, I don't know. You just have everyone would pick T-Rex or Spinosaurus mm -hmm. or maybe the biggest herbivore. And, you know, it just kind of, it's not really the goal of the game is to make the best PvP dinosaur. That's, yeah. That's kind mm -hmm. of what, the, the direction we've been taking with Path of Titans. Yeah, I, I instinctively picked Spinosaurus the first time I played it. And I <laughs> dove in the lake and immediately caught a fish. And then I was like, let's explore some land. And I, you take like 50 steps and then he needs to lie down, take a break <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that he can you know walk quickly again. I was like, okay, mm -hmm. let's try another dinosaur. Then I think I was Deinonychus and you can, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think Deinonychus gets fall damage, does it? Not really, no. He, he can go anywhere he wants, basically. Jumps really high, too. He kind of glides, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so cool. I, I, I like scampering around, just running all over the place. A little Deinonychus is so fun. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So you mentioned quests. What kind of quests? Have you already rolled out quests, or is this a future thing that you're going to add? So we have current quests right now. They're really simple. They're mostly just for testing. So things like, you know, collect some mushrooms or collect some nuts, stuff like that, right? But in the future, we'll, be have, we'll have a lot more involved quests. So things like, hey, grab this quest item and deliver it somewhere else, for example. Mm -hmm. And the types of quests we're trying to do are, it is a game, so they'll be a little more gamey. But we're trying to make them within the realm of realism. It's not like you're grabbing some secret, you know, glowy uh, treasure chest and then bringing it over to this place. This would be something like, hey, maybe you've got a dinosaur graveyard and it's going to ask you, hey, go and find some bones from a kill or from another corpse and bring the bones to the graveyard, like kind of like paying your respects. So just kind of like a little bit out there, but enough to make it seem like there's, there's lots of interesting tasks to do that don't necessarily, they're not like outside, like, you know, elephant graveyards and, mm -hmm. and things like that. So it's kind of like a similar idea. Hey, no quests like, Hey, the, the water in this area is quite dirty. Try and clean it up. <laughs> so you can drink from it. So you actually have a water source. Or, hey, looks like all the predators trashed your berry bushes. How about you go and get some mulch and, and like re <laughs> replenish the bush and stuff <laughs> like that? Just kind of like, you know, it's it's not quite accurate and things like that. But at the end of the day, it's it's a game. There's got to be some fun stuff to do. Um, yeah. And like managing your own resources and things like that as well. And of course, cool quests like, hey, as a Deinonychus, try and take down like a Ceratosaurus. Like that's going to be kind of hard. Oh. You're going to need some friends. It's going to be a group quest you know, so you can share your progress across friends and things. So just having um, stuff to do, because 
if there was no quests in the game and it was purely just surviving, unfortunately, that's really easy to do. You know, it, you know, if, if just surviving, you'd be able to hide in a bush. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it's just we want to have we want to encourage players to run around, try to doing different things, try different characters, unlock different things. You know, just just have a bit more of a, a loop, a fun loop going mm-hmm. on there. Yeah. Cool. So does that mean that there are like AI predators and maybe herbivores roaming around these worlds as well? While not yet implemented, that is absolutely the plan. So things like having herds of herbivores, you know, maybe small campdosaurus or something like that, and struthiomimus, that would be able to to populate it for the, some of the smaller carnivores. Sometimes there might be a giant T-Rex AI running around and, <laughs> and causing it, you know, throwing a tantrum and trying to like attack anything in sight. So just using the AI, you can kind of balance out the ecosystem. If every player on the map decided to choose Tyrannosaurus, let's say, because it's really popular, we'd be able to actually balance out the ecosystem having, you know, Camptosaurus or Hadrosaurus or something for the Tyrannosauruses to go for. Yeah, that's really cool. So I kind of want to go through some of the dinosaurs. Do you have a favorite dinosaur that you've made so far in the game? <laughs> My favorite dinosaur is usually the one that I last created. Oh, yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, man, I really like the way I did this dinosaur, this skin. And then the moment I make a next dinosaur, it's like, oh, I really like this one now. This one's, this one's <laughs> really scratching that itch for me. So, um but, you know, uh, in terms of like when I'm actually playing the game, I probably like playing the Ceratopsians just because I like how they've got like all business in the front, you know, <laughs> and you can you can pivot and turn on the spot and um, eventually they'll have their like charge attacks. So you can really run in and bowl people over because <laughs> push them around. So I think I'll probably like playing those guys quite a bit. Cool. Yeah. And then the most recent one you've made, I is that Stegosaurus? The update? Is yeah, Stegosaurus. Stegosaurus. Cool. Why'd you decide to update it? Oh, right. So I had created the Stegosaurus two years ago at this point. First modeled it, first retopologized it, did all, get it, got it ready for in the game. And when I created it, I was looking at Scott Hartman's skeletal reference for it. Mm. Uh, Scott Hartman is a uh, very, very good, well, he's a scientist that makes some amazing skeletal restorations oh, of yeah. uh, many, many dinosaurs. And he's very, very important to my work, at sort of referencing many other skeletal diagrams of other people. Because while I have made my own skeletal diagrams, it's good to like see what other people are doing. And while I did reference that Stegosaurus skeletal diagram, I at the time, I didn't realize just how important it was going to be to stick to the exact proportions. And coming back to it now, today, and I look at it and I go, his head's too large, his eyes are too large, his feet aren't great, his tail, you know, this, like all of these things. And they might not uh, make a huge difference in terms of like gameplay or things, but small things like proportions really do kind of define the look of the dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And the feet are really important too. <laughs> yeah, like with archosaurs, they have like certain number of toenails, and and then they have got the, the two extra little digits. You know, at least in, in Stegosaurus, they have like almost like their pinky and their ring finger, so to speak, has no nails on it, and it's mm. actually they're quite small. So definitely, those things are are part of it too. If you really want to go for the uh, minutia, the details, but mm-hmm. especially just getting those proportions right, like he was quite thin. Stegosaurus are known to be actually quite bulky, quite wide. So I widened him up and I reanimated some of his animations to try and give him more of a, uh, I don't know, like a proud look with like his neck kind of raised up and things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, 
yeah, really, it was just going back and looking at my old work from two years ago and realizing just how much I've improved and wanting to try and keep all of the dinosaurs in our game on a, on a consistent scale of, uh, of quality and accuracy. Yeah, it looks really good. And speaking of, ten- of attention to detail, because one of them, not late it because the Stegosaurus was the latest update, but a recent update was called Meat Chunk Updates. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so the Meat Chunk Update, basically we had our dinosaurs and they were able to eat from a corpse. So you've killed maybe an iguanodon or something mm-hmm. and they're laying there and you can eat from it and there's a little chunk that spawns in your mouth. But if you want to, you can pick up a chunk of meat and bring it with you. So you kind of have a source of food that you can bring with you and when your hunger drops below a certain point, you can go ahead and eat it. So it's kind of like a, a way to bring the, the body along with you without having to actually sit around the corpse because the sitting around the corpse is going to attract probably bigger dinosaurs who are going to try and bully you mm-hmm. off your kill. Gotcha. <laughs> Speaking of, of bigger dinosaurs, so is T-Rex playable or is that going to be like an AI only situation? So T-Rex will be playable. It's not in the game right now. It's not even modeled or anything yet. That's something that we're going to be adding probably after the game is launched, which will be a little while from now. And we understand that Tyrannosaurus is probably like the number one spotlight creature. Everybody loves (laughs) T-Rex. And some people might, like some of our community sometimes concerned like, hey, if you add T-Rex, nobody's going to play anything else. It's going to overshadow all of the other dinosaurs and things like that. And sometimes people are also worried that like I might make it just look like the Jurassic Park T-Rex or something. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And while the Jurassic Park T-Rex looks amazing, it's not quite accurate to what we know today. So when I do the T-Rex and when the T-Rex is added, it'll always be with like accuracy in mind. Mm -hmm. Um, Make it look unique from other Tyrannosaurus, but um, certainly just make sure that it looks as though people are playing an animal and not this terrible, you know, creature running around like a kaiju and and, and splashing (laughs) everything, right? Yeah. So even though T-Rex isn't in right now, I know that when he is added, people will like him. But it's not like they'll be able to stomp around, cause havoc, and sort of ruin the game for everyone else. Right. right? Like it's right. it's really gonna be a natural thing. It's sort of like how if Despletosaurus, which is one of the tyrannosaurs that we will be adding, when it is added to the game, it's gonna be you know, it's quite small. Many people like playing him, but it's not really gonna disrupt our ecosystem to the point that people might be worried about. When you're designing these dinosaurs, because I know sometimes, especially like thinking about T-Rex, there's still a lot of these debates over just how it looked. So like as, as the artist, and when you're, you're thinking of this, and but also trying to stay as scientifically accurate as possible, kind of like, where do you draw the line or how do you make certain decisions? So when it comes to like the integument of the creature, so the, the scales, the feathers, quills, things like that, we have a system in game that lets you switch between, we call them subspecies, but they're actually species. I think most average players, they don't realize that what when they call a species of dinosaurs is actually referring to the genus. Mm-hmm. So like Allosaurus is a genus, actually, not a species. It's Frigillus, which is the species. Mm. So we just call them subspecies so people don't get so confused. They're technically species. So you have like Allosaurus, let's say, and between the three subspecies that we have for him, we're able to change up any of like we could change the mesh around to give him different proportions we could add quills or things like that maybe not so much for allosaurus but for something like albertoceratops you're able to change between species to 
like add or like different horn shapes or quills on his bum or things like that. And that gives us a lot of freedom to basically design the dinosaur, but also design like alternate versions of the dinosaur. Like I know there's a lot of debate about the shape of the Spinosaurus sail, whether it's more like an M shape or a half circle or a rectangular shape or something like that. And so because the science is changing all the time with new discoveries, my thought here when designing those subspecies is, hey, let's try and cover all the bases and figure <laughs> out like all of the possible reconstructions for these things. Like with Spinosaurus, he's got the tail fluke and he's got the the sail shape and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I can kind of just go, hey, three subspecies, three different shapes, you know, pick the one that you prefer to play. And if you really want to go 100% for accuracy or what's the most accurate representation in the game, you can go ahead and pick that. But if you want to try something a bit different, you've got like a round sail, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to actually designing the creatures, though, we try and do what I'm, what I'm doing. I, if it's feathered, absolutely going for feathers. So like Deinonychus, Latin Avenatrix, eventually we'll be adding a kilobator mm. or a kilobator. And of course, sure yeah, either way fine. <laughs> um, and uh, so that will know how feathers as well. Alioramus is another, it's kind of like a tyrannosaur, I think, and that one's got a cape of feathers on its back. So definitely not shy to be doing the feathers on the dinosaurs. Struthiomimus feathers as well. And when it comes to the scaled dinosaurs, I try and give them some kind of interesting uh, feature scales. So maybe a row of scoots going down their back to try and break it up. You know, the thought here is if you're looking at a Styracosaurus from behind and an Albertoceratops from behind and an Eotriceratops from behind, <laughs> you kind of want to be, they're all kind of looking the same. Most of the Ceratopsians, it was their head that had something unique about them mm-hmm. and, and their bodies were usually quite similar. So I always try to, something on their body, and if you looked at their body, you'd be able to tell what dinosaur that was, regardless of the size. Mm-hmm. So Albertoceratops has like a row of scoots going down its back. Styracosaurus has little uh, little like bumps, I guess, going down his back too. And uh, Eotriceratops has the kind of hexagonal larger scoots that I think the Ceratopsians are kind of known for. Um, cool. Yeah, that's a good idea because mm-hmm. otherwise you're just looking at a bunch of brown wide backs <laughs> walking Yeah, <around. laughs> especially with like the growth stages. So for something like Eotriceratops, even though you might be able to easily discern it from its size, you know, it's quite a bit larger than Albertoceratops, you'd be able to tell visually what it looks like. Because once you've got a small Eotriceratops, so a sub-adult, teenager-sized Eotriceratops, that's actually going to be the same size as an Albertoceratops probably at that point, right? Mm-hmm. So being able to just tell them visually all apart and also with their skins and things like that as well because there's so many different colors and patterns that we can use. And then, of course, the players have the ability to change up the colors if they like as well. Yeah, it just gives people a lot of customization options and you know, further customize with the subspecies and uh, pick the pick the one that seems most interesting to you. Yeah. But yeah, so so one thing about Path of Titans that's really important, actually, is the fact that we provide modding tools and modding documentation and being able to host your own server with mods and stuff like that. So Path of Titans is kind of just like a base for a dinosaur sandbox tool, if that makes <laughs> any sense. Yes. Because what we're interested in doing is, you know, I personally think that a really good dinosaur game would be like quests and kind of MMO, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't necessarily, like a lot of people 
also really think that a pure realism type of game would be amazing too. Or like everyone's got different ideas about what would make a really amazing dinosaur game. And I'm not going to be like ignorant and think that my idea is the best for everyone. I certainly hope that people enjoy the game will bring them. But I also want to provide people say, hey, if you really don't like the way I balance the stats on this T-Rex here, you can go in and modify them and just change them as a mod. And it's perfectly fine. And we'll allow other people to download them, that you just upload your mod to our site. If you want to add Pachyrhinosaurus or like dragons or, or wolves <laughs> or, or like any anything crazy you want, you can add it into the game with modding and then upload it to our site and people can download it to their game. And it's like a whole integrated system of user-generated content. Cool. And another one that I'm very interested in terms of game mode, interested to see what people are going to do. In the game, we're going to have we're calling it the creator mode. And if you've ever played Dungeons and Dragons, you probably know there's the dungeon master. Mm-hmm. And they have the ability to like say when certain monsters are coming in and you kind of I guess like create the quest line of where your players are following and you can dictate the scenery and you know plop down a monster in the middle of your path and things like that. <laughs> and the creator game mode is something we'll be working on. This will be after release. But basically, it'll give you Dungeon Master-style control over the people on your server. So you'll fly <laughs> around, and you can see what they're doing, and you can see what they're saying. And you could like spawn a T-Rex like, between the rocky, craggy path that your party is trying to traverse down. And then jump into control of the T-Rex and go and start you know, rampaging after the people chasing them around. Kind of like Aladar from the dinosaur movie and the Carnotaurs. Mm-hmm. If, if you remember that one, you could kind of have people do that. And then you can hop out of that one and spawn another T-Rex behind them and whatever it is you want to do. Um, <laughs> and you can kind of create your own journeys with your friends and be a dungeon master for them. So, Because I know a lot of people who are into dinosaurs really like the role-playing element of it too. And it could be, of course, related to a big server community event. If you got like 150 people on your server, you could do some kind of cool event like, hey, this is going to be, um, you know, Carnivore Madness Saturday or something. And, <laughs> you know, everyone's got to be a Camptosaurus and survive. And, and I'm going to send all of these T-Rexes after you. And, you know, just <laughs> things like that, right? It just gives people the freedom to really do whatever they're, whatever they're interested in. It could be crazy. It could be more in the realm of realism, you know, whatever people like. Yeah. That sounds really fun. That does sound fun. (laughs) (laughs) I hope someone does that exact scenario. (laughs) Everybody be a Camptosaurus and nothing but T-Rex around you. (laughs) With with that, you could probably make like a a battle royale type game mode if you really wanted to, where you, uh, you know, start as a T-Rexes and and the the ring around the the map slowly closes as everyone starts fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, last Camptosaurus left standing. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like at this point, too, you're so familiar with I guess, just dinosaurs and how they might look and stuff with Spinosaurus, one of the subspecies. It's got that, was it the paddle-like tail? And you mm-hmm. actually designed that before that paper came out. Yeah, it was, you know, I was looking at Spinosaurus and I went, all right, so he's aquatic. He's got a really long tail. He's got a sail. He's got the whole thing. If he's going to be paddling, he's got really small legs or short legs i should say mm-hmm. and it just made sense to me like i think there needs to be a paddle on this tail because it just makes sense and it was kind of an out there thing and at the time when i made it i got a bit of criticism from some of our players thinking you know hey it's not quite so accurate and i said don't worry there's going to be a subspecies that doesn't have it you know 
don't don't worry about that. It'll just be a nice smooth tail, like what's accurate. And lo and behold, about you know eight nine months later, the the pretty famous now paper came out that implies or that that has discovered that Spinosaurus has kind of like a tadpole tail uh, or <laughs> eel like tail. And I was just like, man, I called it. Yeah, <laughs> something about it just it seemed off balance. It was totally just a feeling. But it ended up being really right, which is great because it doesn't mean I don't have to remodel our Spinosaurus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I also like from a gameplay standpoint, even if, say, it turns out Spinosaurus couldn't swim super well and all that kind of stuff, you kind of need a dinosaur to be able, you know, how else are you going to differentiate a T-Rex from a Spinosaurus, from a, you know, Ceratosaurus and like all these things in a gameplay standpoint, it's nice to have that balancing where one of them is more aquatic. So I, I like that element of yeah, it. Yeah, we we definitely try and exaggerate that a bit. Like Spinosaurus probably could walk not too terribly on land, right? If he has legs still, he's probably walking on land, um, mm -hmm. evolutionary speaking. And so, you know, the thought here was let's, even though he could probably walk pretty fast, I'm going to dial it back and keep him slow specifically because I want to encourage Spinosaurus to stay in their lake. And that's like defend their lake. Don't let people overfish their lake. You know, that's their food source. So, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I also want to ask, there's a couple more dinosaurs that we haven't talked about yet. You have a sauropod eventually coming to the game, a margosaurus. Do you have any thoughts about what a margosaurus is going to be like in the game? Sauropods are so difficult <laughs> and they are so big. You know, you're trying to walk in the forest yeah. and you're too wide and stuck in a tree and your head's in the, and you can't see anything and there's trees. So the thought here was, I'm not going to pretend that we'll be able to get something like Pegatotitan, I think. Pegatotitan, the, the, yeah. This giant, giant sauropod or like a Brachiosaur-type sauropod or anything like that. So what we're trying to do for this game is let's take – I really want to do sauropods. We're going to do smaller sauropods. So our Margosaurus is like uh, arguably like about the size uh, – so a little smaller than T-Rex or something like that, right? And the thought here was, if we can make T-Rex fit in the game, then our Marcosaurus could fit in the game. And <laughs> it's a really interesting dinosaur because of the, the neck spines. Oh, yeah. And I know there was a relative of that discovered actually fairly recently, Bajatosaurus, I think, where the, 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 mm -hmm. the, the spines on the neck are actually facing forward. Yeah. And... One of my thoughts here is if I do our Margosaurus, I'm very interested in making a subspecies that has them point forward a bit too. <laughs> even, even though it's a different dinosaur entirely, I think it would be super cool. So so the thoughts here with um, our Margosaurus in general, though, is it'll be like kind of slower, you know, has its whip-like whip tail, mm -hmm. has the spines in the front. You know, uh, it's going to be quite an interesting dinosaur to play as because very few games let you play as a sauropod because they just go, hey, it's going to be too big and too slow. Sorry, I can't <laughs> do it. <laughs> So I'm really interested in trying to make it work out. Yeah, cool. One more dinosaur I want to ask you about. There's Microraptor. How, what do you think, like, fitting into the scheme of... Well, will it be able to glide? Yes, it will glide. It can climb trees. It's going to be really, really small. Mm -hmm. that's, that's another thing to consider is balancing the game between a giant Tyrannosaurus <laughs> and a micro, <laughs> Microraptor, right? Yeah. Um, so that's definitely a very interesting gameplay design to get around. Like, you know, most games, all of the characters are about the same size. So it's very difficult to try and balance these things. Like, how does a T-Rex fight a Microraptor? <laughs> does it even not. notice it? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just so small. It's climbing a tree. It's just making some screeching sounds. The T-Rex 
T-Rex says, I don't have enough time to try and hunt that thing. I'm going to starve soon. I need to go and find something bigger and more mm-hmm. like substantial to eat. So yeah, in terms of like the gameplay for Microraptor, because it's a little further out, that's something like we'll add after the game is released as kind of like a stretch goal dinosaur, like you said. It's a little hard for me to specifically pinpoint what the gameplay is going to be like, but one thing I'm very interested in trying out, no, no, no um, guarantees here, but I'd love to play around with the idea of Microraptor being like the troll dinosaur. And what I mean by that is it's just it's like a trickster and it can make dinosaur calls of creatures that, you know, it's heard before. So you could hear like a Microraptor makes a T-Rex sound oh, and kind of amazing. scares people and stuff like that. And it can fly around and it probably can't get hit by people like if it's on the ground trying to eat something all right fair game but probably it's climbed up a tree gliding around you know <laughs> trolling people and it can't really hurt anybody maybe yeah. it could peck a dinonychus maybe but it's it's not going to really be killing anything it's going to be more of a scavenger more confusing uh, and, and annoying like the other dinosaurs so i love the idea of if people just want to bug other people they go and play micro <laughs> uh, yeah if you do that that would probably be the one I play the most. <laughs> oh, Sabrina. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good solution because otherwise it seems like Microraptor would just be totally it, not even in the same world. It would be like a world within a world. Microraptor would be like hunting bugs and climbing trees, doing something completely unrelated to everybody else playing the game. Mm-hmm. Unless you add some element, like you're saying, where it's sort of the troll that's really clever (laughs) yeah it's it's difficult trying to think of how do i make all of these completely different animals interact with one each other one another in a meaningful way i don't know one thing we added you know we were thinking about it from a gameplay design thing let's say you've got dinosaurs and they're in this big herd all lambiosaurus or something like that in a big herd that's great and if you're not able to invite, let's say, a Camptosaurus, Albertoceratops, Kentrosaurus, if you can't invite any of those types of dinosaurs to your party and make a herd with them, you're kind of restricted in if there's other Lambiosaurus players or mm-hmm. AI on the map, mm-hmm. right? And it starts getting difficult because we've got like 20 dinosaurs now and we'll be adding even more and there'll be modded dinosaurs and you can tell that people are just going to cram as many dinosaurs as possible into this game from a community (laughs) standpoint and from like development standpoint right yeah Mm -hmm. and so one difficult decision we had to make that kind of goes against realism and is more into the gameplay thing is we let basically any herbivores or any carnivores go into a group together and Mm. like play together so you're kind of like mixing species mixing the pack up you know Mm -hmm. and it was difficult to make the decision like i said it's just uh, you know, it's not really realistic to have like a Deinonychus and a Tyrannosaurus in a group together, you know, hunting. <laughs> but when you think about it from a gameplay design perspective, our thought here was the Deinonychus is faster than the T-Rex. And the Deinonychus could like scout ahead and tell the T-Rex, hey, found some guys over here, come on over. And the T-Rex slowly lumbers on over and the T-Rex tries to ambush them. And, you know, the Deinonychus can try and herd them towards the T-Rex. And, you know, so you've got like an actual group kind of not quite the same as like tank, healer, DPS, not Mm -hmm. quite the same as that, but like a thing like fast and exploration, slow and bulky. You've got dinosaurs that can do calls that will give buffs to people. You've got dinosaurs that have venom, Mm -hmm. you know, speculative venom here, but (laughs) venom and bleeding, so you can apply status effects. So you kind of 
everyone gets to pick the dinosaur they want to play as instead of everyone having to pick one dinosaur and they all have strengths and weaknesses so when it comes to pvp there's actually a bit of a uh balancing act you can do with your friends here yeah, yeah. or you could <laughs> i was just thinking of land before time you could get a group of friends and each play a dinosaur similar to like one of the ones <laughs> in land before time <laughs> yeah that's exactly it and you'll all be baby dinosaurs too so it'll be great <laughs> yeah yeah that's a really good idea i like that it also kind of solves the problem of you're a baby and how do you, you'd have to be protected by the same, you know, same species. Mm-hmm. But if you can go in a herd that's already existing and get a little protection that way, that that sounds good. When you have the carnivore herd, though, are they going to just eat each other a lot of the time, I feel like? They could do. I mean, part <laughs> of the gameplay is I see a Deinonychus there. Is is he worth more to be being alive and <laughs> like do, being a scout for me? And like maybe once he scouts out a dinosaur, I'll just eat him, you know. <laughs> so like, there's nothing stopping people from doing that, like using other people as tools for their, um, you know, survival. <laughs> so absolutely, that's what we're going to be encouraging too. Like it's a, it's a dinosaur eat dinosaur world out there. You know? <laughs> that does make Microraptor seem appealing because the calculus on that is probably well, they're better at for, you know scouting ahead and things and not worth eating. Mm-hmm. Cool. I like it a lot. I'm excited. So for our listeners, if they haven't already checked you guys out, like what where's the best place for them to find out like more information about Path of Titans or keep up to date on all your updates? Yeah, so uh, just pathotitans.com. That's our um just website and things like that and we have uh discord.pathotitans.com so you can go ahead and join our Discord if you want to have like more up to date and like hour to hour updates with the game and what's going on and interact with the community, things like that. We always make big announcements there first so people can get a head start on their downloads and updates and stuff like that. And if the game interests you at all, then you can pick it up at alderon.games slash store and you can uh, check out the game for yourself. Awesome. And I assume you can also get there probably pathoftitans.com and there's probably some side way to get yep. to that purchase there's a store link on straight on the main page of pathotitans.com as well cool awesome well thank you so much for joining us and sharing all of your hard work mm-hmm. and thanks for all the hard work <laughs> yeah yeah like i said it's just a dream of mine to be able to get this game released and people playing it and letting even though i'll never be able to really enjoy the game to its fullest extent as a video game because i developed the game mm-hmm. and i'll be able to like oh i remember when i did this and that but if other players are able to experience that like really nice honeymoon period that you usually have with the games when you first open them up and you go wow this feels amazing i feel like i'm really there i feel like really i'm a dinosaur that's what I'm living for when it comes to this game. That's what I want to see. That's what I want people to experience. And I can't wait until we're finished and people are able to feel that, you know? Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks again, Jiggy, for taking the time to talk to us. That game sounds so great. I can't wait to do all of the things that we talked about. Micro Raptor <laughs> definitely sounds like the the winner if it ends up being the troll so now you've come around because when we were first talking about it you said oh no when i said i wanted to be micro raptor yeah <laughs> now it sounds really fun when i figured out i understood the gameplay about like the people you're playing with might just decide to eat you mm-hmm. i really like the idea of being something small that's not going to get eaten <laughs> <laughs> there's no ankylosaurus there's an ankylosaur but it doesn't look quite as armored and you know invulnerable as Ankylosaurus, which is what I like about it. And there's no sauropod that's big enough to be invulnerable either. Right. So 
You got to go with something tiny so that no one's going to bother to eat it. Yeah. I also really like the idea of having events and challenges. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we might have to set up a server so that we can do some of these fun things. Mm -hmm. We'll have to see. And that wraps up this episode of I Know Dino. Don't forget to subscribe to us in your favorite podcast app so you don't miss out on any new episodes. And join our community, patreon.com slash I Know Dino. Thanks again, and until next time.